Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That's this one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! Garden baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn. You have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Wednesday, May 27, 2015. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Morris. This is uh, probably going to be a short show. Getting started a little late, but it really doesn't make a difference. Um, Yeah, uh, you know, a few things to talk about. I got a Spartan race coming up this weekend, uh, the second of the trifecta that I'll be doing. And, um, you know, I I got a, you know, I had a good weekend, had a, you know, Good uh, Memorial Day weekend. I, I guess before I get into that, let me just do this thing real quick. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you, jerk-off. My jerk-off of the week is every motherfucker who wants to go on Facebook and try to shame people out of enjoying holidays. People who want to go on Facebook and try to tell you that this is about this is about this or this is about that. So how dare you? This isn't about barbecues and this and that. Well, obviously, 
we all know what the holiday is about. But unless you're Facebooking from a soldier's grave or, you know, uh, driving back from their family's house, you know, donating things to them and making their holiday better, shut your motherfucking mouth. Because as far as I'm concerned, these soldiers in this occasion, I mean, people do it on all sorts of different holidays, but um, people, hold on, let me, Bill Burr's going to go. Um... But, uh, that had a more. All right. Fuck well, you. uh, you fucking fuck. Start him off. You got a gun. Fucking shoot him in the face. Well, anyway, like I was saying, um, you know, obviously in this particular case, and it, it happens in many, many cases. People do the same thing. Or all sorts of different holidays. This isn't about barbecue, and this is about, you know, our fallen soldiers. Well, obviously, that's what the holiday is all about. And, you know, those soldiers pay the ultimate price in order to give us the freedoms to do what we want to do in this country, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, us having the day off of work to enjoy ourselves at a higher level than we did any other day of the week or, you know, week in, week out, and creating a difference in lifestyle that creates happiness. I mean, that, that is the ultimate celebration of, um, you know, freedom and what they were fighting for. So in my opinion, um, you know, it's just jerk offs. They want to try to shame people for no fucking reason. Like I said, unless you're Facebooking and tweeting all of this bullshit from a soldier's grave that you're so upset that people are barbecuing while people lost their lives for this holiday. I mean, uh, that, that's why, they lost their lives for the freedom of this country. And, uh, you know, what says freedom more than people enjoying themselves, you know, and not living in, in fear or, um, you know, any of those type of situations. So that's just my personal opinion. Um, on the same type of topic and uh, falling directly in the same category of, as jerk off of the week, but this continues on just a day-to-day basis on some people's fucking timelines. All they ever do is bash Obama, bash Obama, bash Obama, bash Obama. That's all they fucking do. Um, And this is triggered by someone the other day actually posted this. And this person is actually a retired school teacher who typed this. They typed, the world is falling apart due to Obama's lack of leadership. The world, I mean, the world is falling apart due to Obama's lack of leadership is what they said. And it's just, it's so fucking insane how bad these closet racists have gone. They really treat fucking Barack Obama as the most hated president. They treat him like he was the worst president in the history of the United States. George Bush cost this country billions of dollars and thousands upon thousands of lives in a war that was started based on a lie, on a complete motherfucking lie. Somehow... Barack Obama trumps all of that shit and is still the worst thing that's happened to America. No. It's fucking racism. It's blatant fucking racism. If anybody out there really thinks that Mitt Romney 
if Mitt Romney was elected rather than Barack Obama, that the country would be any fucking different right this very minute, you're out of your goddamn mind. Out of your fucking mind. Crazy. If fucking McCain was president the fucking first time, Sarah Palin is the fucking vice president. If you think the country would be in better standing, you're out of your fucking mind. But somehow people like to blame him. And then they, you know, they, they'll try to even deflect further from their racism to just go, oh, I just Democrats are fucking ridiculous. Democrats are ridiculous. Well, it's crazy because, and again, I'm not a political dude. I've never been, never, never will I be it because I don't dwell on that type of shit. Because when it comes down to it, politicians are going to do what politicians are going to do. And it's not going to be in your favor. And the more you stare at it, the more you'll notice it's not in your fucking favor. But as far as how your actual week is going to go, that shit's up to you. That shit's completely up to you and how you're going to feel about day in and day out. I'm going to make my motherfucking money, and I'm going to be able to see my kids, and I'm going to be able to do what I want with my life. I can go to fucking gym. I can go, you know, do one of my races. I can go eat fucking ice cream tomorrow. I could go do this. I, I, could, I could choose whatever I want to do still. So until these type of things, you know, are are stopped from me happening and and essentially I can live my whole entire fucking life and die without any of any of my course being really shut down by something that the government's doing. So although you could look at, you know, these different things and they're affecting this that way and the pay that way and the insurance that way and it's fucking water under the bridge. Your life goes on win, lose or draw. Or you could dwell on it until you die, and then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you spend your fucking life dwelling on something. It really doesn't. You're fucking gone. And now hopefully your kids ain't going to dwell on shit their whole goddamn life and, and waste their shit, too. So that's the way I look at it. Like I said, I'm not a political dude, but in the same token, um, Republican, Republicans have the majority in Congress. And Congress has more power than the motherfucking president. So we're blaming the president, we're blaming the Democrats, but the Republicans have more power than the motherfucking president does. So get over your shit. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm so tired of hearing how he's the worst fucking president ever when George Bush straight up fucking sent us to war for no fucking reason. And on a side note, I honestly do think because, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of opinions that have been thrown out about this, um, but without being a political dude or really knowing, uh, you know, I don't, I'm definitely not the, the, the book, the, the handbook on specifics on everything that's gone on with the Middle East or any of that type of shit. But, um, they went out of their way to fucking hunt down and kill Saddam Hussein. Um, I, I tend to think in retrospect, that was a mistake. Obviously the dude did a lot of fucked up shit and did shit wrong. Uh, 9-11 might not have happened if it wasn't, if Saddam Hussein stayed alive. Because the thing he was doing, he was torturing and killing motherfuckers over there and doing shit that we didn't agree with, but he was also torturing and killing the motherfuckers that would do some 9-11 shit. He was keeping those radical fucking wild-out motherfuckers under control. Like, he'd put them in the ground before they they tried to pop off on another country. It wasn't going to go down under his fucking reign. Yeah, you know, I know. He was not a good dude. He was not doing good shit. I'm not saying the dude was good for everything, but I'm saying as far as keeping his motherfucking country in check from attacking us or any shit like that, that shit was uh, that shit was definitely 
um, a little more under control. So I don't know. I know there was, there's a bunch more to it, and um, yeah, obviously he, something had to be done about his, what he was doing there. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Shit, shit definitely got out of control, and then we went in there on a line, and then fucking you see what's happening. And then they blame you know Obama for not just like fixing that shit and getting people out, but it wasn't him that got us there to begin with. You know all of this. Um, yeah, you you, uh, you set up dominoes a certain way, and once you hit that fucking end domino, you can't get mad at the fucking the last quarter of the dominoes and shit. That that's basically what I feel like has happened. So anyway, um, Memorial Day weekend, I I went over to a neighbor's house after work on Saturday, and uh, we set some fucking fence panels on fire. He's got this big ass uh, fire pit, and um, you know, fucking got the fire going or whatever, and then he had some uh, some leftover fence panels that someone gave him. We were just, uh, you know, big, like, six-foot fucking fence panels, and we were just laying them on top of the fucking pit, letting them bitches go up pretty intense. Um, so that was fun. Um, then the next day, I went to a uh, barbecue-slash-horseshoe tournament. Now, I hadn't thrown horseshoes in years, I um I used to throw, you know, a little bit with the neighbor. The neighbor had a horseshoe pit and then he got into heroin so he stopped throwing horseshoes. Uh <laughs> something about heroin I guess uh detracts you from uh keeps you away from uh competitive things. But um anyway, so you know, that was my only link to it. It was like, you know, I'd fucking walk out front and motherfuckers would be like, Hey, you wanna throw this shit? I'm like, Yeah, well, you know, I, I never had any other link or way to do that type of thing. And I really don't hang out with nobody, so it's not like I'm in circles where this shit happens. Uh, so, I really throw horseshoes in years, and, you know, I was hit and miss on it when I did a little bit. So, uh, the night before with the other neighbor, I threw a couple horseshoes and was pretty bad at it. So going in, I'm like, man, there's no fucking way, uh, you know, I'm going into this horseshoe tournament. It's like 25 bucks to get in. Um, five bucks covers, you know, food and alcohol. I don't drink, but just in general, you know, they got a keg. So for everybody who was there, it would cover the food and alcohol. No one had to pay for anything. Like that. That's fine. Um, and, uh, you know, and then the 20 bucks would go into the pool and, you know, winner take off for the most part. And the, the second second running up team would get like their their twenty bucks back if you know came in second. So, and you know this was definitely one of those events where I was really fucking proud of myself. Um, beyond what happened with the horseshoes and shit, this was an entire day outing. Because again, I don't do much. I really don't hang with nobody. Um, and I don't really have these type of outings that I've been to. I mean, I've been sober for almost two years, but I haven't been to these type of outings, and I don't feel any type of temptation or anything, but I haven't, you know, and all the races are, you know, free beer after, after the race, you know, you get a free beer after the race and stuff like that. And, you know, I've been given like my free beer ticket to like some other dude who's fucking drinking a beer, like here, have another one, you know, and, and that's, that's not a big deal. And, you know, enough people are standing there with beers in their hands, but I mean, this type of scenario where, there's a keg going, there's motherfuckers with with bottles and cans, and they're fucking making frequent fucking, like, 
you know, shuttle runs to the fucking keg, bam, bam, banging the motherfuckers out, like, all day long, that was the same type of shit that I was I was doing, you know, back in the day. So I hadn't really been in that type of situation where motherfuckers are just really getting it in. And uh, like I said, I was I was very happy with myself because there was zero temptation. There really wasn't. Like I went there with a big ass water and just fucking sip my water. And, um, you know, they had just regular bottles of water there too. And I was fucking down in waters all day and fucking eating subs. And uh, I got some pizza later and shit. And I, you know, I felt good. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like fuck man. Like, Oh, I wish I could. I just, I felt good about it. And it, it was funny too, because, um, you know, when you're not, when you're in those circles, you don't even really notice. I mean, you're one of those dudes, so you don't really notice. But um, there's so many of those, like, drunk tendencies where you get, like, the people will tell you the same shit, like, 12 times. God, it's so good to see you, man. What are, you know, and then, like, 10 minutes later, it's like, God, it's so good to see you, man. <laughs> it's like, all right, but, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of laughable. It's cool. Um, and then it's it's funny, too, because, like I said, man, I'm not the best at fucking horseshoes, but uh, as the day went, I'm not getting any worse. And contrary to what a lot of people fucking believe, a lot of people think, oh, I'm the best at horseshoes when I drink. Well, uh, I'll let you know right motherfucking now that that's not the truth. Um, because a lot of these motherfuckers' games started falling off pretty severely. And, uh, you know, I, I my game didn't change all day. I was doing what I was doing. So, um, actually ended up coming in fucking second. I was like, holy shit. There was, um, seven teams initially. And, um, the plan was going to be, um, um, initially the plan was going to be, it was just kind of kicked around at the beginning. There was going to be four playoff teams. So the four best records or whatever would go to the playoffs. Um, and the whole thing was set up round robin. So you would play the other six teams. Every team would play every team. You know what I mean? So you go through like that. And um, probably like two or three games in, another two teams showed up. And these teams were like a broad and – well, a dude and his wife and shit, right? And the, the chicks were fucking throwing the goddamn horseshoes, like, straight the fuck up in the air. It was like, like, look out below type shit. Like, shits were going off to the side. They were, like, bowling the motherfuckers and shit. And these two teams, because they hadn't played anybody yet, you know, they came, I think, in the same car or whatever, retard bus or something. And, um they were playing each other. There was two pits set up. And this fucking game was going on for like 40 fucking minutes till eventually the dude running, they had to go over and be like, listen, I don't want to beat you guys out of your money or anything like that. But like, like we got to do something, man, because like we we're losing fucking daylight. And like your first game isn't even over. You got to play six games. Like, I mean, this is, this is not going to work. Um, Sometime early in the, the thing, they decided there, it was going to be a six-team playoff tournament. Uh, six-team playoffs. So they more or less talked them into just, like, 
I think they gave him their money back and just said, just hang out, you know, just fucking hang out and drink and eat and fucking enjoy yourself because the, the fucking horseshoes is not for you. And the dudes were only slightly better than, than the chicks. Seriously. It was, it was fucking, they were really bad. These dudes. Um, so, uh, and, uh, so it was seven teams back to seven teams. So the whole thing was going to be, only the worst team wasn't going to the playoffs. So it was going to be a six-seed playoff, you know what I mean? Me and my fucking partner, we beat the uh, the guy who was running the tournament, his team. We beat that fucking guy. That was our first win. First game we played was them. Bam, first win. Like, holy shit, wow, we got a fucking win. Not only we get a win, we got a win against the guy who's running the tournament, you know? And, uh... That's that's the dude I knew too, Steve. He's good people, and um, the majority of the people who were there, I, I don't fucking know. Neither I barely knew my partner too. Um, seen him like once or twice at the dude's house, you know, for for Niner games and shit. Because uh, dude's a Niner fan, so I'd see, you know, I'd go over there a couple times a year, you know, watch a Niner game. And some of those other dudes that were in this tournament would show up, so I I'd known them from like seeing them like that, but then didn't, didn't really know know anybody. For the most part. Um, so anyway, so we beat them, and I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I mean, we beat the motherfucker that owns the horseshoe pits. I mean, that, that's that got to be something. So I'm like, oh, shit. Because the first goal was like, let's just try to win something. Just a fucking match, something. So we did that, um, and then lost a lot of fucking times. We were like one in fucking three or some shit like this. And then came down to, like, fucking two last matches we had to play. We fucking, I think, won those two. And, uh, no, no, no. I think we were one four. And then we, we won our last game, something like that. And we beat out that team because that team's record was, like, the same as ours. So we beat them, thus uh, knocking them off. You know what I mean? Or no, 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 my bad. Whatever. The other team eliminated themselves, not having as good a record. The last team we played, we beat, which put us in the playoffs, but they were also in the playoffs. We were the sixth seed. They were the three seed. So we played them back-to-back games and then fucking beat them the second game in the first round of the playoffs and knocked them the fuck out of the playoffs. Now, the one dude was so fucking drunk that by the next round, we're still arguing with the dude running the tournament. This is fucking bullshit. I ain't even fucking play everybody. How the fuck are we not in the tournament? These motherfuckers only beat, you know, such and such, and what the fuck? And, and eventually I was like, dude, we beat you back-to-back games. And he's like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, okay. So then all of a sudden he kind of realized what was going on. and was like, oh, oh, fuck. So it was funny because, like, these dudes were getting too drunk to even know what the fuck was going on or why they weren't playing anymore or what the fuck was happening. So, So that was funny. Um, and, uh, you know, we continued, we just fucking, we started rolling on motherfuckers, man. And, and we got to the finals and then we ended up losing in the finals, but either way, you know, got our money back for the day and, and was able to play horseshoes all fucking day. It wasn't like the playoffs started and we were sitting there watching the fucking playoffs. You know, we played the whole thing. So it was pretty awesome. Um, great time, man. I'm, uh, I think they're doing another one in September. Hopefully I don't have a race that weekend or anything, but, uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, like I said, just seeing people getting motherfucking hammered and just chilling amongst it. Like, 
You know what I mean? Just wasn't what I was doing. And not and we fucking all over the place too. Not even a temptation. So I was really happy with the way that whole thing went down and uh you know, coming in second, why not? So so um so that was that. And then uh, you know, Monday just fucking came home, you know, because I, I work on holidays because, you know, I take care of cats. Where the fuck do they go on holidays? <laughs> They don't just uh, find another place to go or do some other shit. I mean, there's still homeless animals under shelters, so it's one of those jobs that don't really go away on holidays. Uh, you get your time and a half pay type shit, and, you know, the place closes at 2 o'clock. So it's a half day. You get paid more money even though. So uh, not not too bad. Never never a bad deal. But, uh, yeah, I didn't have a whole lot lined up for Monday, so just kind of, you know, did a little yard work and then just chilled out. So it ends up being like a shorter week. Um, I got the Super Spartan, not Super Spartan, the Spartan Sprint, Jesus, it's like a tongue twist, uh, this weekend coming up, which is the shortest of the Spartan races. I had just done the longest of the Spartan races last month. So this will be the second part of my Spartan trifecta. This will be between three and five miles on a mountain in Tuxedo Park, New York, which is actually the first place I did, um, an obstacle race. The first obstacle race I ever did was Foam Fest. It was a 5K. It had a lot of soap foam and inflatable obstacles. And I did that two years ago, um, you know, two summers ago, or something like that. And, um, yeah, that that was, um, you know, that, that was some other shit. That was um, the same place in Tuxedo Park, New York. And when I, when I did that, you know, I trained my ass off going into it. Um, I mean, as much as I could have been training at the time, because at the time I, I was still drinking and, you know, my focus hadn't really locked in yet, but I had gotten the first urge to really start trying to do something different, something physical. And when I did that one, I just got the fucking urge and was just like, now I want to be challenged. Um, I, I trained in, and I still go into this this way. I train my ass off and I go into every race as if I'm not ready. Um, I don't really doubt myself, but I always, when I show up, feel like I could have, I could have done a lot more or I could have done a little bit more to prepare for this race. And then when I get into the race, I realize that I'm more prepared than most. You know what I mean? Because you ever get to that comfort level where you feel like you're just good there's no room for improvement and, um, you know, there'll be some kind of ceiling on how far you push yourself or what kind of progress you make. And me, I I don't see a fucking ceiling on that shit. I feel like I can go, I I can go so much further than I've already gone and I've already made tremendous progress. So, um, that's how I went into that race. And then when I did it and I'm flying by people and it was funny because that shit was so like fun based that a lot of people weren't even being competitive at all and looking at me like I was a dickhead for trying to fucking pass them and shit. So, um, you know, that gave me the urge, like, now I want to fucking try something harder, you know? So the next one I did was Warrior Dash, and I haven't done that in two years. I'm going to do that one again this year. Just because I had an open date in August, I wanted to do, you know, at least one a month, uh, which is going to total eight if I complete the Tough Mudder in no fucking November. And, um, 
So I said, hey, let me let me go uh, do Warrior Dash. And Warrior Dash was a 5K, but that shit was a little more fucking serious. I did Warrior Dash, and that's when I made the decision, okay, I'm not done pushing myself this year. I'm doing Tough Mudder, and that's what I did. That's when I started uh, really fucking locking in. You know, by that time, I had uh, stopped the drinking because I believe the first Warrior Dash was in August, in July. And my, um, yeah, because I remember it being crazy because, you know, free beer everywhere, you know, free beer after the race, this and that. I was a month into not drinking and surrounded by people walking around with pictures and all the fucking beer and shit like this. So I believe it was July. Um, so it was pretty intense because, you know, I was going through that mentally and really trying to lock in. And then, um, you know, going forward from that to the Tough Mudder, you know, which is obviously the big motherfucker. And uh, that, that just kind of really steered my focus in the right direction. And now uh, I am where I am. I did uh, six last year. I guess those three the year prior, then six. This year is going to be eight. And, um, you know, on forward from there. I don't really know what next year has, uh, what I have lined up for next year. I always want to, you know, kind of torque it up a little bit. It's only so many you could do per year without really, you know, not having a job or um, having a really, really open schedule, at least on the weekends and travel plans and ability to go a lot of places, which I really don't. So, um, you know, I have to take off for, like, every one of these races. So the majority of my vacation days are gone at these. So, um, but anyway, uh, Spartan, Spartan Sprint will be this weekend in Tuxedo Park where it all began, and I'm really, really excited. Um, I got, like, a late race time start. Um, it's, like, a 2 o'clock or race time or some shit like that. So I could – you know, I could leave the fucking house at, like, 11 o'clock rather than the 7.30 in the morning, waking up at 5, you know, crazy shit. I figured, let me make this just fucking smooth, man. It's the shortest race. Um, I've fucking trained relentlessly since my last race. Um, you know, I've been doing, like, fucking six-day workout weeks and, um you know, really fucking going in. So I'm really happy to be going into this race in the shape I'm in and ready to go. And um, that that's pretty much that. I, um, I'm going to take a break, come back. I have a Carnage Cup to talk about, so there, that's going to be fucking interesting, um, to say the least. Um, all right. Here's a new uh, Sean Price track. Check it out. <laughs> Yo, listen. My gun popped, somebody died, nigga. Your gun popped, somebody lied, motherfucker. Niggas sell more, more. I don't give a fuck. When I see them niggas, them niggas give it up. Uh, respect, dude. Respect given. Peep the chest moves, huh? The best written. Balls better than y'all, the barbarian. Balls, bitch, like baby shit, get your shit right. 
can't fuck with rock, rock. You can't fuck with buck, buck. I give my brothers keeper. Please believe it, stuck. I give shots sprayed, hit niggas the gun spit. I give not playing with niggas, not one bit. Gun drawn, gun drawn. I think trouble there, uh-huh. Kill your seed, energy, fucking double dead me. Showing deposits to pay my advance. Throw it in the closet and pray like Carrie. The power of price compels you. Fucking cow with the powder that's white can sell too. Brownsville niggas remembering rock. I sold crack for Wayne, made ten off a buck. Swear to God, boss. Strike me if I'm lying, ain't no fear in Sean Balls. Bad crack in the basement, shot niggas on cameras. Black entertainment, motherfucker. Is it true? Is it true? Oh, right. Oh, also, I listened to, uh, I watched the uh, the Nick Gage Smart Mark shoot, and um, it was better than the uh, than the Luke Hadley one, because uh, it wasn't, he didn't no-sell everything quite as much. He still no-sold quite a fucking bit. Um, he's just, he's not, in these fucking interviews, he's not really given much. Um, you know, Nick Gage has got fucking stories to tell. I mean, obviously, come on, man. The dude has been through a ton and, um, he's just right now on these fucking interviews, he's being real blunt and short. And, um, plus, I mean, the interviews, interviewer is a fuck boy. I mean, that's, that's his dude, Lauderdale. But, um, I mean, the questions he's asking are just, just fuck boy shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're just ridiculous questions half the time where, like, there's nowhere you can go with it. Like, if you just ask, like, is John Zendig tough? Like, well, how the fuck do you answer that question? I would hope you say, of course, what the fuck kind of question is that? You know, sometimes Gage comes off with a different type of answer, but in the same token, like, how far can you go with that type of question? I mean, regardless of who the fuck, is said as the interviewer, I really think this dude should have a pretty fucking legit script, and I just don't feel like it's that way, because half the time it comes off like a conversation between Gage and a retarded child, and that that's, you know, that's what it sounds like. You know, like, they're talking about prison, and, and you know, people taking people's uh, commissary and shit, and, and Brett's like, why don't you just, like, go tell, like, the, the CEOs and Cage is like, you don't fucking, you don't do that type of shit in there. You fucking, you're fucked up telling on people and shit. And he's like, well, you know, in school, like, I was always raised, like, if someone does something, you can, you know, you go and tell the teacher. And it's like, come on, man, what the fuck are we doing here? What the fuck are we doing here? This this is supposed to be a shoot interview. Like, who the fuck is getting entertainment value off of this fuck-ass conversation? So anyway, at some point he asked them about our video, which is funny because a lot of... And that's another reason why Brett being the fucking interviewer is fucking ridiculous because half of these fucking questions, it's like, you know, Brett can ask him about fucking RF and he can lead with some questions and, you know, try to get people to bury people. But he fucking worked under RF walking around being his boy boy 
and fucking doing everything he could for him and sucking his dick on a regular and traveling with the motherfucker and working for him and going out of his way to to fucking make sure he can get what he could through fucking RF. So, you know, to turn around and then try to get people to bury him is like, mm, I mean, you come off fucking suspect. So, anyway, but I hate RF. You know what I mean? He's, he's a fucking pedophile, and, I mean, that's the fucking real. I'm going to get a little more into that again, as I've done it before, but um, this is what Gage had to say. NBC show. Yeah, yeah. Straight creep. Is that kind of weird? What do you think? He's going to catch the predator. Shit's weird as hell. Trying to hit up little boys for sex. That sounds pretty weird to me, right? I don't understand. It ain't weird. Well, it's not normal. Yeah. You're going to catch the predator. <laughs> Your face is on the camera. You're hitting up little boys on the internet. Well, he says it. He says it was all. Of course, he says it is. He's trying to cover his ass. You're gonna catch the predator. I mean, I don't know how you could talk yourself out of this one, man. You can't just throw anybody on catch the predator. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crack me the fuck up. That line where he's like, I don't, I don't understand how that's not weird. You can't just throw anybody on catch the predator. I mean, how, 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 do, how do you talk yourself out of that? You can't just throw anybody and catch the predator. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, just fucking classic. Oh, gotta love that shit. Um, but I've said for fucking years that anybody that respects, because there's tons of motherfuckers in the business, this is the shit that gets to me. This is the shit that fucking burns me, because motherfuckers will have a certain moral stance on things. They don't like fucking pedophiles. They'll speak out a certain way against pedophiles. But then they're cool with RF. Oh, that's just some shit that happened. What the fuck are you talking about? It's the same shit that happened that if it was fucking Billy from the post office, you'd be on some shit. But it's this motherfucker that's selling tapes that you've seen for all these years, so now it's all right. Maybe it's not all right. But it just makes him like, ah, kind of weird dude. Where, like, if you got into a conversation, you're like, hey, you see that motherfucker in, uh, you know, in ShopRite and shit? You know, he always works at courtesy desk and shit. That motherfucker be fucking good. You'll get another another dude you're talking to to be like, let me see that motherfucker, man. I'll punch him in his fucking face. I'll fuck that dude up, yo. He, he thinks he's going to fucking touch kids and shit. Like, you, get, you can get your average dude pretty fucking, especially like athletic wrestler built type motherfuckers. You'll get some average fucking dude on that type of shit with some kind of physical background, pretty riled up just talking about somebody who might be in the kids and shit. Like, oh, let me see that motherfucker out on the street or let me let me see that motherfucker just that. Fucking guy stands behind a fucking table and sells fucking T-shirts and wrestling videos to fucking kids when he was caught red fucking handed trying to fuck kids. So somehow this dude gets a complete pass. He laid low out of the wrestling business, had to fucking back off the Ring of Honor, and then he fucking stands there with a big corny fucking smile on his face for the rest of eternity. And people fucking keep putting money in his pocket. And fucking dude is just, he's just in the clear. He's just a motherfucker that people fuck with. You know? 
somehow he's still doing fucking shoot interviews and shit. People are fucking sitting down and talking to this motherfucker for four hours. I understand it's a paycheck and all this shit, but, I mean, come on, man. There's nobody's got fucking standards anymore. But then they'll, they'll get on a high horse on on another motherfucker on the same type of shit. It, there's no there's no choosing fucking sides. If you ain't cool with fucking pedophiles, then you ain't cool with fucking pedophiles. If you're cool with pedophiles that like some shit that you like, well, then you ain't fucking anti-pedophile. I mean, that, that's just the bottom fucking line. I don't care who you are. You, you know, you claim to be, you know, what you claim to be as a fucking man. If you respect this fucking dude, and, I mean, that goes further than just respect. If you if you fuck around with this dude as far as, like, you carry out conversations with this dude and you allow that motherfucker to breathe the same air and stand in the same room like it's all good. There should have been mad motherfuckers that came out of the woodwork a long time ago that said, I will fucking work shows if that dude's selling fucking tapes in the building. If you had enough people saying that type of shit, they wouldn't let him in the fucking building. It's as simple as that. He's a vendor. They wouldn't let him in the motherfucking building. And as far as him filming shit and this and that, his fucking film work has always been garbage. It's always been on some ECW fan cam bullshit. Yeah, I mean, jumpy as fuck all over the place. He He's improved over time, but it's still not, like, unfucking deniable Smart Mark video is still the shit. They're still fucking, they're still the fucking ones right there. So, I, I don't know. But this motherfucker should have been blackballed out of fucking wrestling a long motherfucking time ago. But he wasn't, so continues to get the pass. I love when hearing motherfuckers like Gage just put it out there like that. That's how Zandig was, too. And Zandig got to the point, too, he wouldn't let him in the fucking building. You know? And yeah, he'd get pissed off about it if he even heard his name and shit. So I'm going to play another track, come back, and now I'm going to play the uh, Carnage Cup so I can separate this and that. Rims and tires, bulletproof glass inside, it's the realest drama. Planets in orbit, line them up with the stars. Tarot cards, you can see the feral knives. Iron Mike, Messiah type, before the Christ, after the death, the last one left. Let my cash invest in stock. Came a long way from blasting, text on blocks. Went from Slinko to Rolex, owning acres for the projects with no chips to large cake though. Dimes, giving fellatio, Siete, zero. Set my nine spit for the pesos, but what's it all worth? Can't take you with you under this earth. Rich men died and tried, but none of it worked. They just robbed your grave. I'd rather be alive than paid. Before my numbers call, history's made. Some are fall, but I rise, thug or die. Making choices that determine my future under the sky. To rob, steal, or chill, I'm wondering why. It's a dirty game. Is any man worthy of fame? Much success to you, even if you wish me the opposite. Sooner or later, we'll all see who the profit is. Let this bitch breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Nah, let that bitch breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Don't worry about it. I got these niggas breathing. Let this bitch breathe. Let that bitch breathe. I used to give a fuck. Now I give a fuck less. Why do I think the success it sucks? Too much stress. I guess I blew up quick. Cause friends I grew up with see me as a preemie. But I'm not in my nuts big. I don't know what the fuck this is. 
IWA Deep South. Kevin Brandon is a motherfucking carny piece of shit. This fucking tournament is a garbage, garbage fucking. This is what gives Deathmatch Wrestling a bad fucking name. This little asshole, and little is such a horrible word to use, concerning pretty much everybody um, down there. I mean, there's a couple of respectable workers, and I'll give them their due you know, during uh, my review here. But um, for the most part, it's a bunch of sloppy, fat fucks or skinny fucks um, that um, do deathmatch wrestling. And they're not both fucking anywhere else for good fucking reason. Um, they're horrible. They're horrible fucking work. And the people who, you know, it doesn't apply to, there's a reason it doesn't apply to them because those fucking people are confessing. Um, but... It's just a disgusting display of deathmatch wrestling. Um, half the time, it just looks like a ring full of garbage, like straight-up garbage. Like, it just looks fucking unorganized, horrible, and just, just shitty. So, anyway, uh, the tournament starts out with um, a couple of sloppy fat fucks that come out and talk. Um, and one of those dudes is a guy named Nathan, who's like a fucking fan that they turned into, like, a commentator. In the same token, they have him, like, create gimmicks and shit for, um, like, a match. Like, matches. It's like fucking, they call it, like, Nathan's fucking funhouse or some shit. You know, like, and they just let this fat asshole come up with a bunch of, like, stipulation-type shits for, like, real matches. Like, death matches, like, this big, fat asshole comes up with shit for matches that wrestlers actually compete in. The shit shit don't make any sense. And, you know, it's funny, too, because, you know, as I was reviewing this thing and I was, you know, uh, talking about it a little bit, I had thought about online, um, thinking about it in my head, I'm like, man, this is like, you know, if they had Whackpacker Hogan fucking make up deathmatch stipulations and shit. You know, there's no disrespect to Hogan. He's, he's a cool dude and everything. But I had just thought that to myself, and then I thought, well, you know, what the fuck? And while I'm talking and commenting on these different things in here, and I never even brought that up, and Hogan goes, yeah, the one year we went down there, they let me fucking commentate one of the matches. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> So it is, it's exactly that. I mean, that's how fucking free and open this this crazy shit is, where it's just like, hey, anybody, grab a fucking mic, grab a fucking whatever. I mean, it's just, it's so fucking uncontrolled and just, just mayhem. Um, so some fucking kid comes out, and extremely audibly, you hear, who the fuck are you? <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't know who the fuck he was, and I didn't really get an answer. But um, and then um, the audio on pretty much all the music sounds like a metal trash can being dragged down the street. Like if someone got like a trash can stuck under their fucking car and drove around the neighborhood for an hour, that's what this fucking music sounds like coming through the speakers, at least on the, the DVD or whatever you want to call it. Um, that That's what it fucking sounds like. So it sounds fucking horrendous. Then uh, John Rare comes out. Spoiler alert. This jerk off wins the whole fucking thing. He can't fucking sell. He can't bump. He can't wrestle. He's got a horrible look. He has no physique. He's skinny as fuck. Um, He's just, he's fucking horrendous. And this is like their fucking superhero there. So um, this fucking asshole, uh, he comes out. They have a horrible fucking match. Um, The ring looks like a grill cover with a hole in the middle. Um, Like a big-ass grill cover with a hole in the middle. And then... um, that's that's that and like it's like some kind of fucking barefoot thing too so not only is it horrible workers but plus fucking feet i hate fucking feet so um just just really fucking bad then um fighter boudreaux versus some other fat shit and camo comes out and natural born killers is playing throughout the whole fucking match i i'm guessing the other fat shit and camo that was his thing did this fucking fat white kid pretty much like New Jack Camo. Uh, I guess they were doing that for him, but it was horrible. Then there was um, what's been nicknamed the Lane Bryant match, which is um, Insane Lane versus Bryant Woods. And um, I had never seen Bryant Woods before. And uh, Insane Lane, I'm a big fan of. Um, as far as, you know, his, his work in the past. And as far as a dude goes, he's one of the best dudes I've ever met through wrestling. Uh, become pretty good friends with him on Facebook as, as a dude, not as a wrestler at all. And, you know, like, you know, we, we see eye to eye on a lot of different things. And, you know, we have conversations on, on there. And um, he's become a guy who I consider like a friend. Um you know, and really having, I mean, I'd, I've seen him wrestle in person, but we really weren't even on, like, talking terms then. So on the side of being, like, a friend, I've never actually met him in person, so to speak. Um, like I said, one of the best people I've ever met in wrestling. And, um, I mean, having said all that, I, I don't believe Insane Lane belongs in the ring. I don't think he's in physical or mental shape to do it. I just don't. You know, Lane has gone through a very, you know, um, all of this stuff is, you know, right out in the open. He, he's put it out there himself. I'm not saying anything that was, uh, you know, a secret or or uh, confidential. This is all stuff he put out there himself. This dude, you know, went through a really hard struggle with um, alcoholism. You know, I mean, I've been through it, so I, I know what the fuck that's like. You know, when he slipped up and he fell off, and not long after he fell off was when this fucking piece of shit garbage tournament was. The guy hadn't been in the ring for all sorts of fucking time, and he jumped into a fucking deathmatch tournament. Not in the right physical shape and clearly going through a fucking addiction problem. You're not in the mental shape. Uh, You know, he's free to do whatever the fuck he wants with his life. 
completely on him. I'm not telling him what the fuck to do. I just don't like to see it. I have no need to see him in the fucking ring. I don't. He's not in a physical shape for it. He's not in a mental shape for it. I want to see that dude fucking happy and healthy and living a great fucking family life. If somehow this this makes him quote-unquote happy, that's fine, but I don't buy it, and I don't like it. Because it, it's not, in my opinion, it's it's not... um. It's not being performed to the level of, of a, you know, high entertainment. And then, I mean, what does that leave you with? Uh, you know, I'm supposed to give this whole thing a pass and just be like, this guy is fucking great because I really, really like him. I like him as a dude. It's just not going to go down that way, man. Like, my best friend could fucking wrestle or or do anything. And if he's doing it fucking bad, I'm going to be like, this fucking sucks, man. Like, Come on, man, get your shit together or don't do this because it's it's not going well. And that's the way I feel about this. It, it wasn't, you know, the worst match of the tournament by any stretch because there's fucking horrible people that never belonged in the ring. But the fact of the matter is, is Insane Lane belonged in the fucking ring at, at, a, at a certain time. This guy was fucking extremely entertaining and very, very capable of doing many, many things in the fucking ring. Now's not the fucking time, and that's showing in the most clear fucking form possible. That doesn't change the way I feel about the dude. That doesn't change the way I'll always feel about the dude, but the the product speaks for itself. And um, But anyway, um, this, this um, Brian Woods guy, like I said, I've never seen him before. I'm impressed with that dude, um, Except for those big fucking stupid ear hole things. I fucking hate those ear hole things. When people stretch their fucking earlobes out, I just, I just, I can't stand it. Gross. I just feel like you have the ears of an asshole, you know, when, when you do that shit to your ears. I'm just, I'm not a fan of it at all. I, I don't know where that translates to uh, a good time or a good look for that matter. You have like baggy ass ear loop holes. It's fucking gross. But anyway, uh, the dude wears uh, black contacts, and I think that's a really fucking cool look. Really cool look. I've never seen that before, and it, it's a real fucking sick, fucking dark look to have just, like, fucking your pupils and, your, the, you know, the whole fucking eye is black. That shit is crazy as fuck. It's a great, great look. And, uh, you know, the guy, you know, like I said, he does have a good look, and uh, he took a, the one spot I did like in the match. It was a uh, no rope barbed wire, uh, light tubes on the ropes, lit candles on the ropes, death match, which, you know, it's just uh, just too much. They just jam shit in these fucking matches in this tournament. It's just fucking chaos. And uh, not like a good type of chaos. We're like, oh, my God, what else will they think of? It's like, oh, fuck, man, focus on one thing. I thought the lit candle steps were fucking stupid as shit because obviously, you know, you get too fucking close to these things, you know, on a move, it's going to put them out. And, you know, rightfully so. These guys shouldn't be, you know, really getting burnt. I mean, obviously, you know, fire steps, you're going to get burnt going through, but at least has a good visual, not the fucking end of a candle. You know, uh, you know, burning ropes has a good visual. Burning tables has a good visual. Fucking candle, uh, it's just it's retarded. Anyway, um, Brian Woods took a fucking suplex 
through the one side of ropes, which really could have been disastrous because the fucking, you know, when the light tubes are on the ropes, they're sticking straight up. You're taking a suplex through that. That snaps the wrong way. It's going to fucking melon ball you. I've seen a couple of those guys uh, when Necro got his fucking arm done done up like that with Pondo. Some of those light tubes were sticking straight up in between the ladders and chairs that uh, Pondo had thrown down there. And when he took that fucking up and over, it just fucking scooped his fucking arm out. And, uh, yeah, that's that scary shit. They did a lot of that stuff in, in this tournament. If you looked at, like, man, you guys taking a lot of risk with those straight up light tubes and, uh, scary stuff. But, um, you know, it, it went off, I guess, you know, as it was supposed to, but it broke the entire, you know, set of barbed wire ropes. So, like, you had the three strands of barbed wire and the tubes and the candle or whatever. And, fucking Brian Woods went straight through the wire and the tubes and fucking hit the mat hard like the ring apron. Fucking took the suplex, bam, fucking fell out of the ring. It, that was a fucking crazy spot. And then um, that, that was that. It was a roll-up for the win. Uh, you know. So then uh, there was some uh, some other sloppy fat cunts. There was, um, it was like... Uh, Mosh Pit Mike and Heavy Metal Larry or, or some kind of, I don't know what the fuck his name was. And uh, at some point, they stuck fucking a pair of scissors through the fucking guy's tongue. Like, what the fuck, dude? This is not this is not entertaining. Uh, then there was Freak Show versus some little guy. Freak Show just looks like a, like a withered 20 years older version of the Freak Show that was around five years ago. He's he's strange looking. I don't know if that was like a healthy weight loss or what it was because he just doesn't even look like the same guy. Um, but I mean, good for him if you know everything's good on the up and up health wise because you know he was obviously dangerously overweight before, and uh, he's definitely in. Uh, he's definitely not as not as big now. So, you know, good for him. But um. Uh. That was another one of the guys that gave shit on during the uh, shoot interview, saying that uh, you know he beat the shit out of him because he can't work and this and that. So, I don't know. Uh, then there was a court first tank, which this was really the first legit match of this fucking shit show. Uh, this was a death match brawl. Two guys who know how to fucking work. It was stiff as fuck. They beat the living shit out of each other. The fucking headbutts in this match, Jesus fucking Christ. It was fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy, man. This was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. This is a deathmatch tournament. Like, these fucking two guys came in and worked how a fucking deathmatch tournament is supposed to be worked. These two guys fucking brought it, as expected. So, um, then there was a guy that his name was like the House of Pain or something. I don't know what his fucking name was. And he was against um, John Wayne Murdoch, who I've seen some stuff of. And, you know, I've definitely liked some things I've seen out of him. This this match was not one of them. Um, so the end of the, the match came where the fat guy with the House of Pain shirt um, – he lit a door on fire for a lot longer than it was needed. Like, he didn't seem to know how fire or lighters worked. So he put the lighter fluid all over the door, and then he held the lighter on the door. Now, the fire showed up, and he kept just holding the fucking lighter on the door like some new shit was going to happen the longer he fucking held it there. 
I was hoping the lighter would blow up in his fucking hand, but that didn't happen. I was just looking for any form of entertainment. It's bad when you're looking for actual damage to happen to these people because um, it's so horribly unentertaining, and you just you're just looking for something, some kind of Tosh point oh shit to happen. And, and, you know, so you could at least fucking get a little bit of a chuckle out of it. We're guys that just don't belong in the fucking ring. So um, he he finally stops with the lighter and turns around. Because I guess what he was waiting for is the spot to happen. And John Wayne Murdoch tries to hit, like, a rolling cannonball on the fat guy through the flaming door. And they just flip, the, rather than going through the fucking door, they just fucking flip the door for the, and count to three while the fucking door is still burning now face down on the ring. They almost set the goddamn ring on fire. So there was that. Um, then these two guys who I have not seen before, but they were both trained by Drake Younger, Josh Crane and Dale Patricks tore the motherfucking house down. This was the best match of the first the first night. These two guys are motherfucking legit. Josh Green and Dale Patrick. Remember those names because they're uh, they're fucking serious. Uh, even you know towards the end he he went for the corner DVD, kind of like Jerry could do. Uh, missed it on the first. Uh, got him again. Fucking absolutely nailed it on attempt two. Uh, the one dude went for the Drake's landing through the uh, the tubes on the chair. So obviously they're using a lot of Drake's arsenal or whatever. But man. They're fucking legit. These guys killed each other in a great wrestling match. That you know, it was obviously a death match. Um, so yeah, keep your eye out for those guys. Those guys are fucking intense. Um, night two. All right, here we go, guys. Um, first off, here's another reason why the motherfucking this company should be completely boycotted from anyone who gives a shit about wrestling. They have a character named Rape Face Ronnie Jenkins. And this guy has a pedophile gimmick. You get all these fucking people who get super offended about, oh, Louis C.K. said some funny stuff, but it was about a topic that I don't think was funny. And, you know, but meanwhile, you have this fat piece of garbage who can't fucking wrestle as a gimmick about being a fucking pedophile. He has ice cream music like ice cream truck music to start out his entrance. He has two girls who are, you know, most likely of age, but they're dressed up as if they're underage and announced as underage girls by the commentators and, um, you know, people in gimmick with him. Um, They're announced as underage girls who come out with him, and this fucking guy's gimmick is a rapist of children. So that's his fucking gimmick. I mean, if being a heel really just becomes, like, what do you hate in life? Like, all right, well, this guy's a heel. You know what his gimmick is? He killed all your pets before, uh, while you guys were driving here, he ran to your house and killed all your pets. So, you guys hate that, right? Well, he's a bad guy, so that's what, uh, that's what bad guys do. Well, you know, that, that, that's not a heel. That's somebody who should just be in jail. I mean, that's a, it's... I don't know. Like this, some of this shit just goes too far. People don't understand. Heel is is a character. Heel is 
not just like portray some of the worst things on the planet. Well, there's a good heel. Like, no, not really. Like, rape face Ronnie Jenkins, his gimmick is a fucking child rapist. That shit isn't. That shit isn't okay. It's just. It's not. So anyway, um, there was like a big fucking. Uh, I guess like an elimination match or something, but it was like a battle royal kind of style. This was for the uh, the soft core title, um, which was something CZW was doing fucking 15 years ago. But again, you know, uh, jerk off over there thinks that uh, IWA Deep South is better than CZW. This is something that's innovative and better and more over the top. So anyway, um, they have this match to start night two. They have some fat fuck called the the Nacho Butcher, and they have um, they also mentioned that uh, Necro was supposed to be booked and Necro flaked out on the booking or whatever. I wonder what that was. Um, so uh, there's a bunch of just people in ridiculous gimmicks that come out and work this match, including this rape face guy who was supposed to win the match, and then Lane comes out to win the match. And he has the softcore title. This segment and match lasted 45 fucking minutes to start the show. So night two of your deathmatch tournament, your fucking people show up there, and they get this 45-minute shit fest. 45 fucking minutes. And then there's... um. Uh, another non-tournament match, which is another 15 minutes with Corey Hollis and Tank, which wasn't bad. You know, I didn't watch this shitload of because I was really trying to get through this fucking tournament and just be done with it. And uh, so I skipped a bunch of it. But Tank could still fucking work, man. He That dude, he could definitely fucking work. Um, and uh, so that was 15 minutes. The first match was 45 fucking minutes. So it was one hour until fucking round two actually started. So, um, Chewy Martinez versus John Rare. This is, this is trash. Um, Chewy's a guy who could, he could pretty much work like a brawl deathmatch type of thing. CZW brought him in years ago. Um, I think he worked Necro. Uh, I think he was Necro's boy. So he was involved with bringing him in or something. And they had um, Mitch Ryder in there at the time. And I think he might have worked him or something like that back then. Um, I I remember him as a guy who can go and a guy who could brawl and stuff like that. But there being like nothing, absolutely nothing exciting about the guy's arsenal or presence or anything. And that's the same way I feel now. It's just there's nothing exciting or entertaining about the guy. He's just a guy who can hang in death matches. Like, you could put anybody in there with him. He's tough enough to hang with him. But there's just not anything exciting or, or that stands out about the guy to me. So that that's the way I feel about Judy Martinez. Um, John Rare, again, I, I said earlier in this thing, he's, he's just absolute fucking garbage. Um, Brian Woods versus Corp. Um, fucking man, they started up with the headbutts, and Brian Woods had a big, big, uh, you know, cut on his forehead that, you know, wasn't bleeding yet. By the end of the headbutts, um, 
his fucking head was just straight up pissing blood where he put his, you know, his head down. They were on the outside and they showed the floor and it was just straight up pouring blood onto the ground. So, uh, yeah, he, he was bleeding fucking buckets. So there was that. Um, Spider Boudreaux versus Freak Show. Again, you know, nothing nothing to write home about. Spider Boudreaux is another one who's just a complete piece of garbage. I've seen him uh, up against Masada, and I think it was either a Masters of Pain or a King of the Death match. match. And I've never seen Masada look more fucking frustrated and pissed off in a match than when he was fucking, and, you know, I can't speak for the guy. I don't know if that's how he was feeling, but that's how it looked, and he was stiffing the shit out of that dude. Um, He just looked really fucking annoyed and pissed off through the whole fucking match because Rujo can't fucking work. Can't work at all. That's that's the other Deep South fucking all-star. John Rare and fucking Spider Boudreaux. Those were the two that pulled the fucking quote-unquote box cutter spot where the one fucking stabbed the other in the arm with a box cutter, and they can they considered that, including Kevin Brannon, and uh, I think his name is Pat Pruitt, some other dickhead. Um, they all considered that an innovative spot, and they told me personally online that if CZW did it, I'd be marking out for it because they don't know a motherfucking thing about me. So that, that's the type of shit that they'll tell you if you disagree with um, you know, a stabbing incident being considered a wrestling spot. And, um, you know, they they were really big on that. They were proud of themselves with that. And that's why they're the fucking all-stars of the company. So, at least in the owner's uh, viewpoint. Uh, Joe Weaver, Josh Crane. Um, they worked this dumb fucking angle. These are two guys that can work. And they worked this dumb fucking angle where Murdoch gets fucking... Uh, they stop the match because Murdoch is going to cut off one of Crane's fingers with a fucking, uh, with wire cutters and shit. It's dumb as shit. Because, you know, for you to, when you set up a deathmatch tournament, you know, you give up the image that anything goes. These guys are so sick, so fucking crazy that any fucking thing goes. Sometime during the finals, they did, uh, you know, the, what the fuck, uh, like reciprocating saw that, you know, they, they use like a, a power saw gimmick, you know, in the, in the finals, kind of like, you know, damage and, uh, Moxley did back in tournament of death years ago. Um, so they did that type of thing. So I'm supposed to believe that it's okay to take like a plugged in fucking power saw to a guy's face, but it's not okay to come at a guy with fucking wire cutters. Now, although I have zero desire to see anyone get a fucking finger cut off in a match, and I'd probably fucking throw up at the sight of it, I'm very fucking honest about that, I don't think you bring the spot up, or you have the other guy fight it off, or something like that. But the last thing you want to do is have people stop it from happening that, no, no, that's too crazy. Like, wait a minute. Aren't you the same company that glorified a guy stabbing a guy with a fucking box cutter? And now we're going to turn around and say, hey, hey, what are you fucking crazy? Don't do that. Like, wait a minute. Like, it just, it removes the illusion of crazy and violent and over the top. It's something you just leave alone. 
anything that's going to come down to stop it, that's too crazy, don't do the spot. Don't do the spot or have the other guy fight it off. You know what I mean? You don't. It just it doesn't make any motherfucking sense. So another thing that doesn't make any motherfucking sense is they had a battle royal that everyone had to get a crimson mask before being eliminated, which, again, kind of eliminates the illusion of, um, you know, things happening spontaneously in a match when you'd have to purposely get a crimson, you know, the other guy would have to be given a crimson mask in order to be eliminated. So, but in this match, they had a guy called Big Donnie, whose stomach legitimately touched his motherfucking knees. Like, legitimately touched his knees. I posted a picture of him online earlier, and um, I just... There is zero room, in in my opinion, for that guy in a fucking wrestling ring. Zero. I, I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's fucking entertaining. I heard he works for five $5 Wrestling. I don't give a fuck where he works. I don't think there's room for that motherfucker, no pun intended, in in wrestling. I just don't. I don't think that shit is cute. Um, I, I just don't. That this shit is fucking disgusting. And and they obviously, obviously, they had the guy win the fucking battle royal. There's that. Um, and then there was a four way shit final. Uh, one commentator throughout this tournament, and especially in the final. He's making, like, bird noises, some kind of, like, like, every time the fucking guys do a spot, this guy was making bird sounds, and uh, the tournament was just fucking horrible. The uh, John Rare guy went over. It was absolutely fucking horrendous. Um, I do not recommend anyone gets this unless you want to watch it for comedic value. Please do yourself a favor and get someone to fucking give it to you. Do not fucking pay for this. If you pay for shit like this, then, man, send me, like, a random 20 bucks. Because, obviously, you don't give a fuck where your money goes. And, you know, hey, man, it'll uh, help improve one of my days. I'm not the type to beg for money, but if you're just throwing money out randomly, uh, you know, hey, man, it couldn't hurt. So, um, so that's that. Uh Destination X has canceled TNA, so I believe the end of their run is going to be like September or some shit like this. But they have just picked up Ring of Honor that's actually going to start playing in June. So that's really fucking exciting. Um, I hope it stays alive on there. I hope they're able to actually maintain it. I don't know if part of them dropping TNA was knowing that they had another wrestling company that maybe cost them less. Uh, in order to host it on there, I don't know the specifics going in or anything like that, but um, I'm I'm just gonna guess that maybe you know Ring of Honor cost them less in order to host. So um, I'm I'm really hoping that they're able to keep that TV deal going because I I love to see indie companies get an actual TV deal. TNA has blown their shit a million times. It's, it's really a waste of a spot, and any other company can, you know, get a TV deal like that and at least use some motherfucking passion and pride to try to make the most out of their company and uh, the most out of their opportunity to get their products some exposure. DNA is just fucking clueless. You know, it has its ups and downs, and it's fine. As long as it's on, it's fine. I don't, you know, wish any company off the TV because, you know, the more wrestling, the better, and these guys are getting good paydays and exposure, but 
if another company can do better with that same fucking spot, I'm all for that too. So, uh, yeah, big fucking uh, good on them. And a lot of the guys that work there that absolutely deserve it. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, uh, the sports fan, I think, should be on tonight. So check that shit out. And um, I think that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Fucking really looking forward to this upcoming uh, King of the Death match fucking weekend um, with uh, Wack Packer Hogan. It's it's going to be quite an outing. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, I should have some uh, guests on coming up hopefully before these, uh, you know, these big weekends of uh, wrestling between Tournament of Death and uh, June is a wild week, wild uh, fucking month, man, because I got a Tournament of Death, then uh, Battle Frog, Big Race, and then the weekend after I got King of the Death, so week after week, I have some big shit going on, and um, so, yeah, I'll have Spartan Sprint to talk about next week. Uh, see what's going on guest-wise. I'm, you know, I've been trying to work on some things, so uh, just hasn't, shit hasn't come together just yet. But, you know, I'm going to keep doing my thing. So, yeah, check out uh, my dudes. You know who they are. And uh, all right, talk to you guys next week. Peace. Today. 